Welcome to Hooping This On, Season 5, Episode 6, where we watch the movie The Running Man from 1987. I'm Chris Lorenz. I'm not the running Max. I'm actually Maxnold Maxenegger. <laughs> I'm Brian. No singer. Uh, well, as you probably can hear, we're all actually in person this week. Woo! We're all like four feet apart, which is not ideal, but... You know what? You got to do what you got to do. You got to choose those that you stay close to. So we don't recommend it, but, you know, if parts of the country are doing better than others and we've uh, decided to do it in person this week. We're in phase two and they say uh, gatherings of five or less. We have four people here. Yeah. We're, we're, We're staying within code. Good job, everyone. Staying with it. And so each season we do a movie. So the first season we did Independence Day 2, I believe. No. Wasn't it we fast? Did, we did Fast and Furious 7. Yeah. Then we did Independence Day 2. Resurgence. <laughs> then last season we did. What did we do last season? It was very recent. I usually miss Tiger King. Oh, we did do the Tiger King last season. The Tiger Yeah, it wasn't a movie, though. Yeah. I, anyway, we do a movie season. Get yeah. back to us. Get back to us. Look in the feed. It's there. Uh, <laughs> and so this year, we did, we're doing The Running Man. So, Max, can you give us the plot description of The Running Man? Okay. Somebody needs to start a timer. Okay. All right. Um, let me say it'll be three... Two, one, go. Okay, Arnold Schwarzenegger is on a chopper, and he gets a f- order from the fascists that he has to kill 1,500 people. So he mutinies, and uh, for mutiny, he goes to prison and is blamed for hundreds of deaths. Then he escapes from a prison. Then he breaks into a lady's house and kidnaps her. Then he runs into the fascist police at the airport on the way to Honolulu with his kidnapped lady friends. Then he gets elected to be put on an American Gladiator show to repay his debt to society. Then he fights a chainsaw man, and he fights a flamethrower man, and he fights a nightlight man, and he gets back at the host of this reality show by uh, showing people the proof that was smuggled in an SD card in Stockholm Stockholm Syndrome Lady's vagina, and he (laughs) makes out with Stockholm Syndrome Lady, and that's it. Cool. That was uh, 43 seconds. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Good job. I think you did a good job. One thing I want to clear up, make sure that people know, is that the reality show in the, or the game show in the show is to the death. So like. Yeah, yeah. These, uh, the, what was it? The flamethrower man and the other man, like that he was fighting, was fight to the death. And no one has ever won. Well, they didn't say if anyone, no. Three people have made it to the end or something, they said. Sure. That's what they say. Yeah, that's what they say. Here's a question. How would you play Chainsaw Man in a non-lethal way? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. Watch me cut this log. (laughs) I I have a question for everyone, though. Yeah. Uh, What stalker do you think you had the best chance against? Should Uh, we define what the stalkers are? Yeah, go ahead. So, in the game show Max described... Um, you have the people that are on the run, the running man, trying to get away from the stalkers. So the stalkers are like the <laughs> American gladiators, and the running man is the contestant. Uh, so the stalkers are trying to kill the running what, man. Can name the four or five stalkers that are? Yeah, so we the stalkers in order is uh, Sub-Zero is the first one. He is a ice hockey stalker. Then we have <laughs> uh, Buzzsaw, who has a chainsaw as his kill weapon. And then we have Dynamo, who has electricity, kind of like Raiden in Mortal Kombat. Um, or um, the bad guy in the newer Star Wars that can shoot the electricity with the Force from his He hands. was in, like, all of them. He was in 6, 3. He used the same power. Uh, six, Emperor three, Palpatine. Oh. Thank you, Emperor Palpatine. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, the sci-fi stuff really gets over my head, clearly. Um, then you have Flamethrower. His weapon should be obvious to fireball. you. Uh, he was Fireball, dude. Oh, it was fire- fireball. fireball. Oh, thank you. Fireball. 
<laughs> and then lastly, we have uh, Jesse Ventura. I don't know what his name is. He in the was movie. Captain Freedom. Come Captain on, Captain Freedom. Uh, thank you, Chris. And so those were the five. And then technically, you have the six, which is the game show host, which is the original host of the Family Feud, Killian. We can clearly tell when you started tuning out. It's like I had the first three names, <laughs> and then off. All right, Max. Who do you think you had the best chance against? Uh, Killian. Well, I Killian doesn't count. Okay, actually, no. Here, here's an answer for you. We saw no proof that Captain America or whatever had any special freedom, strength. Freedom. Captain Freedom. <laughs> we saw no proof of that because... So, so if you're going to go mano a mano against these five people... Yeah, he doesn't have a flamethrower or a chainsaw. All he has is his body, and we're, we don't see proof that his body is particularly strong or anything okay that's fine because like the only fight scenes we see with him are computer generated it's true he Um, could just be a figurehead he's just naturally strong he's governor jesse ventura (laughs) yeah brian who who are i think i'm gonna go with buzzsaw because i think that trying to like throw these like buzzsaw or chainsaws around like willy-nilly is gonna be really tough and i have a best chance of like doing a counterattack if i can somehow dodge one of those (laughs) Jesse Ventura, I'm not getting an advantage on. The other dude's shooting lightning, and the other five <laughs> are like, get no chance. No, who are you, who are you picking? I'm, I'm going with Brian as well. Like, I'm thinking about it. Who do you have uh, at least advantage against? And so the ice hockey guy, like, he's on skates. You're on foot. Like, that's already a really hard no. disadvantage. What if you go on a hill? They're on an ice rink. Yeah, but oh, what I if he's not on the ice hockey rink? guy? They, they locked him in. They weren't able to escape. It's a very situational situation. Could be, yes. If if you're able to get out of the rink and go into stands, then you're, you're you you are golden. Uh, assuming actually, not, I'd like to change my vote to sub zero. <laughs> <laughs> assuming you're not able to do that, um, I, I I think it's chainsaw guy because he's on a mi- uh, a motorcycle, and so like you can kind of like do things around that that a motorcycle cannot get into. The guy that can shoot electricity out of his hands, like you got no shot theoretically against that. Uh, Jesse Ventura is a big motherfucker, uh, and the other guy can shoot fire at you. Like motorcycle man is the only point you have an advantage against. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who I'd pick. I'm I'm tempted to pick the flamethrower guy. He was old, and I feel like you know flamethrower is definitely a formidable weapon, but it's not like it's not a bullet. No, I think that like. Where it comes down to is, like, you don't know how much fuel he has. Like, you just, like, keep just lighting <laughs> shit on fire as long as he has fuel. Yeah. I just, like, the environment seems like a, I have a better chance with Flamethrower Guy mm. with this dystopian environment than I have with any of the other people. Like, that that's where I go with Flamethrower, and I want to be contrary to everyone else, so I'm going to pick Flamethrower Guy. <laughs> but I feel like I wouldn't have that big of a chance. <laughs> have any of you played Metal Gear Solid 3? No. A long time ago. Never yeah. mind. Uh, so I guess before we go too much further into this, this is like a schlocky 80s action movie. Oh, yeah. And yeah. this is, so is this like a movie you'd recommend to people? Uh, If they've seen every other movie, I wouldn't say don't watch it. <laughs> you've seen every other <laughs> movie. Every <laughs> other movie. <laughs> Millions of hours you've watched other movies. You know what? I, w- I was entertained. I would be lying if I said I didn't check my phone a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a good, it was good side content. Side content. I I like this is very much like the definition of just like out there action movie in the eighties that somebody just like threw shit at the wall at and like it kind of works and it doesn't work at all <laughs> in all aspects. So like I think it was fun to watch with a group of people making fun of it. But in no rest aspect does it say good movie or a yeah. good Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. You know what this reminds me of? Uh, do you remember when it would like be in peak summer? It's like it's too hot out. You can't go outside. It's humid. So you're inside. You're in the air conditioning. And on TBS, they play some random movies yeah. that last too long because they have too many commercials in it. This is that movie in 1994. A, I agree. <laughs> B, I want to talk about the TBS commercial thing. <laughs> Did you know that early in the movie, the commercials are spaced out more, and as the movie continues, they get shorter and shorter between commercials? 
obviously, because you're you're invested now and you can won't walk right. away. Right. No, but wouldn't Holy they do shit. it the opposite in that in that nope. way? Because no. no. they want to get you invested. Yeah. So the right. com- so, so the commercial breaks are further on, apart. Early on, fewer commercials. Oh, oh fewer. I'm sorry. Yeah, I heard it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I may have explained it very Max, poorly. It happens in like every show. No, I know. It's just like I learned this when I was 15. I was like. I didn't realize that, but that makes a lot of sense. But one thing going for this movie, it's a clean hundred minutes. Like it doesn't really overstay its welcome that much. Like it's not a two and a half hour movie like Eurovision is. Like yeah. it definitely like it knows it's even it's like ten minutes too long. Like if this was a clean ninety minutes, we talking. It, it's a good point. This doesn't have that many scenes that you're like, clearly that should not have been in it. Yeah, it's like it, it's a very tight movie. Yeah, but that also limits like its world building and what the fuck is actually going on. <laughs> like you have no idea. Like Arnold right. Schwarzenegger, he's like told to murder these people. Then he like is stuck in some sort of prison camp. But in the prison camp, there's some people trying to tell the whole world via the like video broadcast via TV, right? But like, tell who? Like what? What's going on? I don't know what they're trying to tell. Like, you're just like, whoa, what? And then, so they go through this whole process, and in this whole process, they find these, like, decoder codes, and then show the whole world that this guy, or Arnold Schwarzenegger, wasn't a bad guy. He didn't try to murder all these people. It was really someone, like, unclear who it was, what's going on, who controls this dystopian world. Like, it's very, like... I just, it's bad in all aspects on that front. So I think this might tie into the book because there's in the beginning scene, Arnold clearly is working for some government entity where he's told to take an action. He he d- doesn't, which he needs more context, right? And so there's all these points, and they, even the, the TV show goes on, The Running Man, they really don't give that much context where like they could have shown like several episodes to get you bought in. So does this try to play too much into the book or do they just do a bad job trying to adapt it? Okay. Let me take a step. I'm going to take up spoilers for the book because it's hard not to spoil it in this conversation. By all means. But I, I definitely recommend the book way more than I recommend this movie. Uh, so the, the plot of the book is this guy, uh, this dystopian world it's very, there's like poor people. There's a lot more poor people. It's a lot more like modern day. You're in the slums kind of situation. The the ska. Yeah. The, the <laughs> District guy, 9. District 9. You're like, you're out there. So this guy, he like lost his job and his like wife <coughs> needs like some medicine that he can't pay for. So he signs up to go on this game show to get a bunch of money. And the game show, reality show is you have will give you 12 hours or 24 hour head start you anywhere in the world you want if you stay a lot you get a hundred dollars per hour you're alive and if you're alive at the end of 30 days you win the reality show <laughs> is that nothing is, to do with this movie no, no. that is so much better no, than this movie I, I i gotta say this is literally <laughs> the thesis for the most dangerous game on Quibi. Oh, 100%. <laughs> no, like, that, that's that book. <laughs> so, yeah, the most dangerous game on Quibi, which is uh, a Noah favorite on the pod. Um, I, I'm on a lonely island there. Um, but literally, <laughs> this I is mean, a setup. Yeah. So, essentially, he goes to the so much shenanigans that I kind of remember some of the details on, some I don't. He ends up, like, being on a plane at the end and, like, he ends up hijacking the plane yeah. and destroying the like network studio that sets him on this, like mm. sets this whole reality show up. So it it is very different and it actually has a plot and a point and like all of it makes sense. And there's world building and what's actually going on. And like, he has like a cost for what he's trying to do. Unlike this movie. Yeah. The dangerous game on Quibi, it takes place in the course of a day. Um, there is no TV show. It's like just like a private game for like wealthy, wealthy people. But the that, setup is like identical. Yeah. I mean, that's like 
Yeah, that's a story told as old as people have been telling stories. You know, men hunting other men. Like, I think there's been like four movies of that in like the last year alone. So, you know, it's somewhat close in that aspect, you know. Yeah, we wrote a book in high school about this. It's like the island of, I think it's Dr. Moreau. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And yeah, I think that's like one of the classic stories about that. Yeah. So. Let's let's move on away from the book. Like we talk, like read the book if you want to. It has is a different ending, but very similar. Um, but I really want to know, Brian, Arnold beard or no beard? No beard, man. No beard. I, honestly, like it, I know that like this is weird, but like it, with a beard, his facial structure changed to me like significantly. So do you think like he's more of a man's man, no beard, than with a beard? No. He he like I think it's just like way tougher, like clean shaven. So like this is classic eighties where everyone is like the guy is everyone's man's man. We're in a man's world. Like you gotta be as buff as possible. That Conan like Conan started out, like gotta be buff. And at some point in this movie, Arnold just like like throws aside like a steel girder like it's nothing and you're like well, I don't think that's how that would work but you're saying beard like bearded Arnold doing that not as good as non beard I don't know like if they just replace like bearded Arnold Schwarzenegger with like just Chuck Norris like <laughs> maybe it'd be okay <laughs> Max yeah. what do you think uh I'm gonna take the opposite approach here where I felt that it really expanded his uh, the, the type of characters he could play. He can now play also a bearded man. Instead <laughs> of a, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was a very novel, new Arnold, so I'm on Team Beard. I w- to me, it looked... I just don't know if it was his real beard. It looked pretty fake. Oh. I think that might be my issue with the beard in this movie. I thought it looked real. We'll never know. We'll, we'll never know. If you know, please tweet at us at Who Put This On. We need to know. <laughs> uh, I guess on that front, like... The fashion in this movie, Max, can you tell us about the fashion in this movie? Okay. Uh, first off, half the fashion in this movie is being in a wife beater and underwear. <laughs> oh, yeah. We got to talk about that. <laughs> well, for sure. yeah, th- this was like you missed the opportunity to segue in from the beard to the underwear. What? <laughs> you guys don't. So what sort of segue is that? <laughs> this is a it ties into the movie. Uh, yeah. So when Arnold is in the prison camp, he he dons a beard. That's how we know that Arnold is in dire straits. Um, cut scene: He's in an apartment, freshly showered, sh- shaved, uh, in a wife beater and uh, some like short shorts. Um, that is a segue for you, Max. Okay. Um, and we don't know. How he's got to this apartment? How he's had time to take a shower in his apartment to find well, clean clothing? We know how he got there. Well, I mean, we don't know how he got there. No, we don't know. <laughs> but we know, we know he like he shows up outside this room with like a code. He puts it in and he goes in. His brother used to live there, or was it somebody? He it, it was his brother. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, just but, the equivalent of not changing the keys. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but there's a lot of opportunities in this to see Arnold in his skivs, um, and also then um, some other people in his skivs, like Dynamo. Not to mention 30 dancing ladies. Many dancing ladies. What was the woman's name in this movie? Men, 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 uh, Mendoza? Mendez. Mendez. Amber Mendez. Amber Mendez is correct, yes. That's her character name or her That's actor? her character name. Character yeah, so Arnold walks in on her working out um, in her lingerie, which is just yeah, the, kind of working, working out along to Captain Freedom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actually, to be fair, it's a negligee. It's not lingerie. Uh, but still, just she's... Just to get the right picture in your head, guys. She's working on like a Bowmaster type type of machine to Captain Freedom, played by Jesse Ventura, who kind of is flexing in front of about 20 females in spandex doing calisthenics. Uh, and Arnold uh, just peers over her and says, you know... What's happening? <laughs> and I'm it covers s- her mouth, obviously. Well, I'm so confused about this. So, like, he goes into this apartment, right? He's he's wearing fully clothed. And then we go to this other scene of this woman doing these calisthenics. And then Arnold comes in, covers her mouth, and says, don't say anything. I just need some help. But 
in this process, he's taken off all his clothes and he's shaved his beard. And this other woman was in this apartment this whole time. What happened, Brian? Tell me what happened. She's just extremely deaf. Like, or maybe this is a baller ass apartment. This could be a penthouse, dude. Like, you're not here in the bathroom, like in the other corner of the room. <laughs> so this this woman lives in like a four bedroom, three bath monster penthouse. Hell yeah. That she can't hear anyone come in the front door. No, it, I, I think you've actually already answered the question, which is he takes off his rustly clothes so he has much better like sound dampening. <laughs> That's right. Is there any is there any object in the world quieter than the human body? <laughs> Man, a profound, Especially the well-oiled <laughs> human body. Oh yeah, very well. Oiled. I mean, so Amber Mendez is a music producer for network TV. So she, she came up with the jingle. Yeah, she has take, taken in some cash, and the apartment's decent. You know, she can afford a Bowflex, so it might be big. <laughs> the Bowflex and uh, oh. Brian, what's the the guy they're emulating with the '80s dance? Richard uh, Simmons. Richard yeah, Simmons. Richard Simmons. I don't think they're trying to emulate him. No, I mean I think they are. Like Richard Simmons was like his own like breed of that, but like that was just a generic. Yeah, I like, think that they're not trying to emulate Richard Simmons. Richard Simmons emulating these other guys, and they're they're like the same tree. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, yeah. they are siblings. They are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like that was one of the most baffling moments in the movie. You were like. You see Arnold, like, you haven't seen Arnold for the first time in a couple minutes. And then it's like, what? What happened to his clothes? <laughs> Very strange. Another baffling point. I'm, I'm just going to completely go off. Yeah, um, go for it. So early on, um, so Arnold, you know, they uh, convict him of killing all these people. Uh, so they send him to prison camp, and he tries to make an escape. To make the escape, oh, they yeah. have to... Uh, enter a code into a portable computer, which shuts off these detectors that will uh, cause a bomb to explode with this collar around your neck. All the, all the inmates have a collar around, around their neck. Yeah, it's a very classic. Yeah, yeah like it's, the, it's V2 of like the doggy shot collar. hundred <laughs> percent. Quick, uh, do you remember the code? So, it's like 957 or 959 or something. His greatest key seeing him hit Seven the key B. over and over again. Just we'll never know because I don't remember either. <laughs> I know there's an X in it. Yeah, it's like <laughs> three five X or something. I don't know. Uh, it, it, it's a five uh, numeric digit code. <laughs> five, five character numeric digit code. Um, in very large font that <laughs> anybody can view the security guards putting into the screen. <laughs> Which is the most shocking part of this, that they have these uh, Game boy size computer screens, um, and the whole screen is taken up by huge block print. So you can peer over someone's shoulder, pick up the passcode, and go, and go forth. And that, and that is what they've done. Um, in the future, passwords are very easy to pick up. Oh, they get even better, though, because <laughs> even though you have a terminal and you're entering your passcode, somebody else can be on another terminal and enter a passcode and get in a battle with you. And it's like... Is that what's happening? Like, yeah. I, I know at some point oh. it kind of made it seem like that was happening, but it was just like, really? Is this how we're... Like, so, like, you see this guy literally put this password in for, like, Two, three minutes. Like, all he's doing is putting in this password. It's like, unaccepted, 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 unaccepted. You're like, what, what is going on? No, that, was, that was cell signal. <laughs> oh, also, like, well, it's unclear. You just, so they're like, first, like, maybe it's a cell signal. Let's go outside. And they go outside. It's still not working, Brian. <laughs> so why would I assume it's still just oh, the cell tr- signal? That was just their first theory. It's not like, oh, it's the cell signal because it says so low cell signal. It just, like, doesn't work. Also, like, they got it, so it went outside, still had, like, a little bit of trouble, but then they got it to work, and then it shut off because of the other guard. Yeah. Do you remember our boy Chico? (sighs) Rest in peace, buddy. (laughs) What happened to to Chico? So, Chico, (laughs) so, like, they put the code in once, and it said, code accepted. So, then Chico's like, I'm running for it. It's free and clear. But then, for some reason, it didn't get accepted. Unclear. Oh, yeah. The other, they they the eventually computer. reveal why. 
Because somebody else put the code in? Uh, yeah, so it's just two people putting a password in to flip something on or off <laughs> in a war against each other. It's just like this fascist guy sitting on a hill it's, with a laptop. This is so Dude, unclear to me. This would be the best part of hacking, like just doing that, like just so, for a minute. Matt, so Max, so yeah. this guy's putting this code in. Yeah. Chico goes, runs, he, his head explodes, which is probably one of the better scenes of this whole movie. Yeah. If you like yeah. death scenes, it's pretty good death. Yep. Mm-hmm. Then they shoot this guy putting the other passcode in. Yep. And then they put the passcode in again. And it works. Which really deactivates it. Yes. Yeah. Now they don't have a counter hacker. Okay. I was, I, maybe I just got on my phone for a second. <laughs> no, it, it, <laughs> it, it, it happens kind of out of order where they showed you the problem before they showed you the other guy. Yeah. Which is very confusing to me. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, you showed me the problem. Then, like, 30 seconds later, we get, like, what's actually happening yeah. and then the solution. He was like, show me the problem for, like, three minutes. And then I'm like... It was weird. <laughs> it was odd. Yeah. That could have been shortened. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So, I I want to bring up... We've got The Ringer does their Rewatchables podcast. Sure. So, we're going to ape some of their... Uh, their category slash segments. I'm ready. Ape so, it up. So we got um, m- most rewatchable scene. Like uh, there is for some reason there's like a four minute scene of calisthenics ladies just doing a little <laughs> dance. <laughs> uh, I think some of the death scenes are pretty memorable in this movie, and they definitely could be rewatched. Like uh, I love the buzzsaw death scene was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, like Dynamo, that death. I like the death scene itself was good. It was okay. Like, so it's not like Arnold doesn't kill this. This like the woman in distress kills him. Yeah. Like she need she like kicks him in the nuts, and there's a scene of him wearing tidy whities and like all he's not wearing pants in this like light bright crazy setup, which we did not see. Like all his shots <laughs> have been like above the waist. <laughs> And then we see him like bend over with tidy whities and then she turns the sprinklers on and he dies. He gets electrocuted. <laughs> he gets electrocuted by the sprinklers. And I thought, like, that's a scene I could rewatch. Like 15 sure. seconds. And it's like I get all I need out of it in 15 seconds. You know what? As we were watching this, there were a number of scenes that I was like, is that the most memorable scene? Uh, and I don't remember what any of them were. But this movie had some like rewatchable, memorable scenes for sure. Um, so else? I, I can't pick one. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but I, I'm going to stick with the quotes. I will say these are r- runner ups and there's actually one. So the best quote, best quotes, the next, oh, oh, let's do it. Let's do so, it. Okay. No wait, way. no, wait. So what's I your have, rewatchable scene? <laughs> The scene of just like a side game show called Climbing for Cash. Oh. Oh, that was going to be number one. That was, yeah. that was it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was really good. So explain <laughs> what this scene was, Brian. Climbing for dollars. <laughs> oh, climbing for dollars. <laughs> so the idea is that like there's a bunch of money on the ground, but then there's also these wild animals like trying to tear at you and butt you down. You have to go get some cash and then climb up a rope and then... You- I think if you make it to the top, <laughs> you'll get the cash. But I don't think everybody <laughs> ever makes it to the top. Does anyone make it to the top? But like, it would just remind me like you said, ten to fifteen minute cl- or fifteen second clip, and I'm like, that's it. Like, and it's just like it reminded me of Rick and Morty too, where it's just like, like just intergalactic TV, like just like flipping through <laughs> game show. That's a good. This time. could definitely be on inter- intergalactic cable for sure. Yeah, I, I, I'm so glad you said that. Yeah, because like I had the two quotes for being my top two run- runner ups. Climbing for dollars is yeah. number one. Scene? Why did you say it? Because I wanted to go through the runner-ups before giving the Big Bang. But yeah, uh, that is so good. It was, it was just a great throwaway scene. It made me so happy. Like the movie should have been around. Like this movie has so much potential. It's what if they made a movie, a, a, a spinoff called Climbing for Dollars, <laughs> and it's on Ar- Netflix? Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> All right, Noah, give us your quotes. Yeah, th- so two quotes that r- really stand out. Um, <laughs> so as you've heard, Sub Zero dies. He is one of the stalkers. Uh, when Ben Richards, played by an actor called Arnold Schwarzenegger, kills him, 
Arnold oh. talks to the host. He says, Killian, here's your Sub-Zero. Now plain zero. Wow. Sure got it. <laughs> Very him. good. It was, I think Arnold's rendition was a little better, but yeah, it was a good quote. Yeah, uh, it, it was definitely better. The other, the, the other one. Uh, so Killian, the host of the TV show, he goes in the crowd. He asks people like, hey, in this upcoming fight, who do you think is going to win? You know, so we got a couple flavors of this in the first fight, the second fight, and everyone always chooses the stalkers. The third fight, uh, someone in the crowd, an older lady, she chooses Arnold. You know, we're trying to start Ben Richards. We're starting to root for the underdog. And, you know, Killian just doesn't understand. The old woman says, well, you know what? That boy's one mean motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. It was like, I love the satire of the game show in this movie. And this is exactly like it was. Ha- so what happened was the fr- Sub-Zero captures a guy in like a hockey like net thing. And th- then uh, Killian, the game show host, is giving this contestant just random shit, including the running man like home game show. Yeah, the board game. Because like he's won. <laughs> they caught him. Right. Um, my favorite quote, though, Brian, is. I'll be back. <laughs> Made famous in a movie called The Terminator in 1984, which is also in this movie for fucks no reasons. And they just oh. shorn it through this whole movie. It's pretty good. Max, do you have a favorite quote? Uh, all of my favorites have been covered by you guys. Ooh. Okay, so I've got one. So Buzzsaw, one of the stalkers had a very tragic death where Arnold Schwarzenegger's character uh, took his chainsaw and went up through the groin and tried to split in half that way. Yeah, obviously. So then somebody caught... Uh, I think so, like, somebody in the crowd was like, what happened to Buzzsaw? And then somebody said he had the split. And that was one of the <laughs> best puns I've ever heard. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, I have not a quote, but there was a sign in the movie when Dynamo gets introduced, he, like, has a bunch of electricity. And, like, for some reason behind him, it just had a sign that said, Hey, Christmas tree? <laughs> like, what? Like, yeah. what? <laughs> Maybe it's, like, because he has a bunch of lights on him. Yeah, I, I mean, I kind of get it. But at the end of the day, I'm just like, what? <laughs> it's really odd. It's just like, such a weird sign. This sign to have. What if I had that as a decoration of my house? Like <laughs> behind the Christmas tree is just a sign that says "Hey Christmas tree." Like, but how does that make any sense? If you had that as your, I would be so happy. It's just like, what? Why would I do that? Uh, all right, let's go to our next category. We has what aged the best, Max? Do you know what aged the best? Uh, yeah, actually, there was a scene. Where they're basically using the internet on a television. It's true. They and predates like any instances of the internet, really. Yeah, and it was like very reasonable. It was like a, a travel booking website. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was a lot harder to use, but sure. But uh, yeah, I think that aged very well. Brian, you got a you got a candidate for what aged the best? Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh man, I'm. We can come back to you. Yeah, I think uh, for me, I think the game show satire in this movie really works for me. Like, mm-hmm. I think that the sat the the satire of like, hey, these are the games are going through, and like, you get to win a prize at the end if you survive dun, is dun, like dun. is like a cool dystopian satire of game shows. Uh, Noah, you got it. Yeah. Uh, so what age is best for me is actually. The, the movie opens up with a Star Wars-esque um, text scroll in, in the beginning. Um, and I, I'm going to read it word for word because it speaks uh, pretty re- relevant to today. By 2017, the world economy has collapsed. Food, natural resources, and oil are in short supply. A police state divided into paramilitary zones. Chop Chaz re- rules with an iron hand. Um... Wow, that was a great joke. We missed that. The, the chop chat, like, but no, it was just like it. It, it kind of reads like what's going through today. Obviously, that's it's, fair. It, it's a long, long arc to connect it. But you like, should have replaced it with Donald Trump. Um, 
so the second part of the text, which I can't get on the internet so quickly, does go into how like the state television is controlled, which would speak to uh, Donald Trump with his literally his own network and OAN and Fox News. So I think that holds up well. Um, yeah, I think that you, you are like the movie is set in 2017, which is odd because the move the book is set in 2025. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't, like, why? <laughs> It's 30 years after 1987, I guess. They like their, like, uh, sure. yeah. like whatever. It just, like, seems like a, a weird A lot of thing. reboots do that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you are right. Like, the future this movie, like, shows, like, s- says it's dystopian. But does it really look all that dystopian? Like, like, when we see, like, futures in, like, movies, like, it's, like, back to the future. And it's, like, we got crazy holographic technology and flying cars and all this shit. And it's, like... In, like, 20, 30 years, like, unless there's, like, major, major, like, breakthroughs, there's not going to be flying cars. There's not going to be, like, people aren't going to be wearing, like, banana hammocks. Like, people are just going to be wearing normal clothes. And I think that movie does a great job of that. You know, uh, what I think about stuff like that is, like, from, you know, the 50s to the 80s, stuff was progressing like crazy. You know, microchips and everything. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it felt like... Maybe for their time, they thought flying cars could be achieved. I mean, they, I'm not trying to dissuade the like people from thinking like that, like like Star Trek or Far Ahead. Sure, or, like, sure, sure. The technology could. I'm saying it could. It's just like if you like take a step back and be like, what are the energy requirements of a flying car compared to what we have today? How are we going to get that? Like, it's just like you look at stuff like that and you're just like, well, fission energy. Like, I just don't see the path forward to that. Whereas, like, oh, like. Like gravity hands, that could exist. Maybe I don't know. I don't know how you do that. Yeah. Whereas, like things I know how you do it, that's a lot easier to be like, oh, sure. that's not happening anytime yeah. soon. Yeah. Whereas, like flying cars is one of those things. But it's like if you're 1985 and you're like, well, 30 years from now, everyone will just have the internet in their pocket with the world, like humanity's all knowledge, right in your pocket, anytime, anywhere you want. Like if you predicted that, that's a prediction. Like that is something that you would like not predict, but could happen. Yeah. Or it's like, I would like in the future, we're predicting AR glasses and like stuff like that. But like the other day, we don't really know how that's going to work, but we have faith that, that will work. Whereas like a flying car, I just, the energy requirements just seem astronomical. Sure. So unless we have wager breakthroughs. Yeah. I mean, generally in a 30, and this is like kind of a tangent, but generally in a 30 year time mark, the technology that could be prevalent is in a very early nascency that like, you know enough about it to like peek through a future, but it's not be like, this doesn't even exist today. Mm. And then it's mass present. Sure. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, Brian. Okay. Have you come up with something yet? So I have something that I'm not sure how to label whether it's like it aged the best or aged the worst. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) Um, I'm at it. And it's Arnold Schwarzenegger's puns. So, like, we've all seen, like, later movies of his that are, like, super good puns. But this movie, none of them were good. Yeah. So, like, this is, like, very early, like, puns. And I do not think that, like, they age at all. I can't believe this was after Terminator. Like, he was a big star when this came out. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Well... How did this movie happen? I think that he, like, I don't know if you're aware of the timeline. Like, he's a star, but I don't know if he's, like, the biggest star ever at this point. No. Like, this is not, so, like, one of the categories I guess we can go to is, like, Apex Mountain, which is, like, is this the peak of anyone's career? And, like, this is not peak Arnold's career. This is not peak Killian or the game show guy's career. You know what? There are a number of actors in this movie that I just don't recognize. So maybe it is for them. Yeah. Who's, who's the, the femme fatale, the femme fatale. Amber Mendes. Is this her apex mountain internet corner? I'll get back to you on that. Okay. Uh, let's get back to, uh, what's aged the worst. Um, I think the action in this movie is aged really bad. Like all eighties action movies are just like, Really just like broad cuts. They're like watching wrestling where you're like, I guess that was a hit. I don't really know. I guess you'd blow up that way. Like there's a scene where like the flamethrower guy, he like Arnold flies down like Batman, like 
the the guy didn't see him. He pulls a cord that like lets loose some of the fluid, and then there's just like flames on the ground mm. that like catch into his like backpack with all the flame things supposedly, and he blows up. But like the explosions are really cool, but they're not like realistic explosions, and it's not like realistic fights, but they're like entertaining fights. So. Yeah. But in the age of like John Wick, I'd much rather see like realistic, entertaining fights. I rewatched John Wick in the past month. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So I, I, I go with the action as one of the things that has aged the worst. What do you got, Max? Uh, the scene where Arnold, our protagonist, like sort of rapely kidnaps someone is <laughs> not great. That's, I don't think it's aged very well. It's true. Along those lines, Richard Simmons is, or oh no, Richard Dawson is like still doing his whole family feud thing of like kissing people in the, in the oh, audience. Oh no! Yeah, I mean they signed up for that. They knew what they were getting. Do they wanted it? And I'll say one that is objectively not age well. Um, they were smoking in their office. <laughs> <laughs> no, in thing. the future they just don't care. <laughs> well, I mean, in the dystopian future, you don't give a fuck. That, that's true. The, the thing that, so just to tie this together, that makes this oddly dystopian but not dystopian is they never show a lot of the normal day people. There's only one recurring scene where they, they're making bets on who wins in mm. the Running Man game. Oh, we uh, got to talk about that. But uh, otherwise, like that's why I don't think this comes off as dystopian because it takes place like in their prison camp or yeah. an office or a game show. Yeah, I agree with you. So that's why I thought the future looked like more realistic because like we didn't actually see the dystopian aspects of this future. Like other than the fact that they're sending these people to death via this TV show, like that's certainly dystopian in a way that like, but in terms of just like the oppression, like we don't get any sense of the oppression that we, that this society is under other than it like massacring a bunch of people, which seemed like a pretty big deal. So it didn't seem like it was happening on a daily basis. You know, it's just like if every day hundreds of people are just getting mowed down by choppers, then like, it's not a big deal that this guy mowed down to hundreds of people with the chopper. Like, unless he did it a lot of times. Yeah. So and that, the dystopian part of this movie is, seems much of a failure to me. Like, it just doesn't, like, it's a fascist future, it seems. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's necessarily dystopian. I mean, I think it's a form of dystopia. It's kind of a boring one that's not, it, I think it doesn't succeed in the visual aspect of dystopia, and that's what movies are great for. But, like, the woman that we actually see her real life, where she's living in this posh apartment, doing, using her Bowflex. Sure, but... That doesn't seem like a very dystopian place. All of her music was censored. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that she didn't live in a dystopia, but it just doesn't seem like the horrible dystopia you end up seeing in, like, The Maze Runner or, like... Sure. The, the Hunger Games. Honestly, it, no, it, it reminds me a lot of the Hunger Games, the, the you know, fancy district people, the ones who are like, oh, bish, bosh, I love the Hunger Games. That's Cent- true. It does have City like that Hunger yeah. Games. You know, the, the, the sort of rich, I don't give a shit that society sucks type. Yeah. Wow, like, just like real life. They could have, I, I think it's tied into the first co- comment where like, there's a lot of context in this movie they don't provide, which just makes the story kind of fall a little short. So, for example, Arnold and Amber, um, they go from ben. her... What? Ben. ben. Ben and Amber go from her, her apartment to the airport, right? That would be an opportune time to show how it's a dystopian future. And even at, even at the airport, very orderly, very clean cut, another fa- failure to show, like, the world is over. You need a travel pass to go from state to state. You do need a travel pass. Very dystopic. But there's a way to get around it. Yeah. Be just, annoying. Just, just be annoying. <laughs> that's not a dystopian future. The dystopian future, you just bribe that guy, right? Like, 100%. Yeah, like, th- that's the way you show to get around. You just bribe people. Yeah, rather than like, oh, let me sh- show her silk scarf <laughs> to show no, how No, no, no. That was the bribe. He was like, yeah, can you hold this? <laughs> oh, yeah, hold it forever. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to go back to this other statement that you mentioned, Noah, is that you mentioned that they were betting 
on this like game show. So the game show essentially is this guy comes in to this one-on-one mano-a-mano battle, vastly underestimated because he has no weapon, and then they bet on which stalker is going to kill this guy. Like it's obviously going to be that guy. <laughs> like right. Like like the th- chances that it's not that guy are so small. Why would you ever bet on that? No, there. This I have no idea how this casino is running. Because like, <laughs> like, it's if, just like, what are you betting on? Like f- how fast? Like how fast? Timing? Legit? Yeah. You could do bets. that. It's just like, sure. yeah. It's just like, is he gonna kill that guy or not? Is like not a bet anyone would take. Like, no, obviously he's gonna take that bet. I like definitely after after episode one of like uh, the stalker getting killed. I'm betting for the runner. You think? I don't think so. No, dude. That's a bad bet, dude. No, it's not. Like, the, the odds got to be, like, I mean, if the odds are right, sure. Like, if you're betting, like, one to 10,000, and you, like, you bet, like, 10 bucks, sure. I don't you win know, like, 100 the- grand for betting, like, the loser, but that's just, like, you're throwing 10 bucks away. But, like, based on their, like, current win rate, like, I think that already, like, episode one is going to be, like, one in 10 grand. I don't think so. Killian said this thing was going, he was in the business for 30 years. How long do you think this thing's been running? It's around they, for a while. Yeah, the casino's probably like it's got the, something. It's the number one game show. Number one. Primetime, number one. It is. On ICS. Um, so the next category we got here is the Dion Waiters Heat Check Performance Award, which is the and like a lower known actor that's really gunning for it, <gasps> acting his heart out. Which I really want to put Killian in this category, but he's not like a lower known actor, so he can't win. But he is really acting his heart out. Like he is the the one person in this movie that I'm like, yeah, he's like he's in it. He's real. He's a game show host. Yeah. He really wants to be number one. He really doesn't give a fuck about these people and wants to murder the shit out of them. Well, okay, actually, I want to walk that back a bit. Is he? Is he acting as a game show host or is our perception of what a game show host should be exactly this guy because he was the family feud guy for so long? Is he the model upon which he is based? I don't think he's the first model, no. I have no idea what the history is of game shows, but I feel like the 50s is when all of this stuff started. Oh, 100%. I think like the let's make a deal people and the what's that one that's still running at 11? Price is right. Price is right. Yeah, Yeah, I think Price is right. Those are the people setting them off. My guess, if I just like roll the dice on this thing, probably during vaudeville they did some kind of like quiz show. Then they transitioned it to radio Uh, to probably do some like trivia show on the radio. And then probably in the fifties when they really got into the modern era of game show because you have the the visual editing. That sounds right. It's like wait, wait, don't tell me. Yeah, like that's my like total hunch. Yeah. Um. But I don't know if anyone else is really acting all that well in this movie, no, like at all. No, I'm gonna oh, throw actually, it back. Oh, I'm gonna throw it back to the old motherfucker woman. Uh, <laughs> she is giving it and she sells it. I am in. Oh, that's true. She does do it. You know, another person I think does a decent job. Dynamo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not a bad choice. No, it's not. Uh, I think the white guy, that's Arnold's friend. Oh yeah, he's he's like acting pretty well, and he's like. He's got a ridiculous thing where he's like, I got to get the code. Like, we got to go here. It's more important than my life. We got to get the code. And he's like, he's, he's trying. Like, he's trying. He has a uh, share name. His name is Laughlin. Just what? Laughlin? Jess Laughlin. Even in the credits. Wow. Laughlin. I was like a share name. <laughs> it's a it's name name. No, no, yeah. I get it. I get it. Like Madonna. Um. Yeah. Um. See, the next award is overacting award. I feel like everyone we just elected <laughs> everyone also else. works. Everyone <laughs> else. I, I got one. Every fucking person in the crowd after one of the stalkers dies. <laughs> they are like so, so sad. Yeah. And I don't even understand. Like they okay, want to see w- the deaths. Like, yeah, they wouldn't be sad. No, at no, all. no, no. They saw a fucking death. They saw like a fucking group. Like, yeah, I know who's exactly. Like, this is an underdog thing. Like, why are they now so fucking pumped? It's like, this guy's crushing it. No, the people in the audience are very, they're very for the government. The government doesn't want these people out. They want them murdered. Uh, I, so, like, 
you, the people you let in are only the people rooting for the stalkers. You don't let anyone in rooting for a non-stalker. But see, like, that just goes against, like, what I think in my mind in this point. Because, like, I think that, like, what you're saying is that, like, they're just excited that, like, people okay. who are, like, unjustly, like, or people who justly or unjustly, like, going into this arena are possibly dying and getting justice served. I'm just, okay, let's take a step back here, okay? So you're watching the show. Yeah. And the, the gimmick is this guy gets put in an ice hockey rink, and then they have this hockey guy come around with, like, really sharp blades and in an interesting way murders fucking people. Yeah. And then you got this other guy that comes in with electricity and just, like, murders them in crazy ways. Like, I, and, like, you're watching it to see these people get murdered in a crazy way. You're not watching to see your favorite guy get murdered. Like, you love to see these, like, ice hockey rink murders. You don't want to see the ice hockey rink murders go away because that okay. guy's dead. Yeah. That, okay, never mind. I take that back. Like, yeah, you've watching this guy for, like, five, ten years. You can't just, like, be like, you have a connection to this guy. You don't have a connection to Arnold. Like, Arnold just murdered your buddy, your pal, your favorite TV host. Yeah. This like, is definitely like WWE where, like, oh, yeah, you're this building is definitely like a WWE oh, yeah. model where, like, where maybe people think it might be a little fake, which it's obviously not. But, like, they want to see the crazy kills in the way they want to see them. But I agree with you. I think like, some people would definitely be way still into it. Like, no, yeah, but, like, that's definitely the minority. Like, I would just think that, like, they're just after the bloodlust. Like, just, I want to see people dying. I mean, people at home might be really excited that they died. It's just they're not allowed those people in the theater. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It's one thing, actually, I, I think one thing to make the movie better, if you had a lot of merch mm. for all the stalkers. Yeah. Sure, totally. Yeah, you need to be, like, fans of these guys. You had to be super Well, fans. you did see the fans. So, like, see the people in the audience, and then you saw people, like, randomly in an office, like, rooting for people. Then you saw, like, the buzz. Like, you saw, like, uh, Captain Freedom and, like, some people around him, like, rooting. And, like, also you had the guy... What's the flamethrower guy? Fireball. Fireball. Um, one one thing on the flamethrower guy, uh, <laughs> we didn't talk about this. This is actually pretty notable. It's played by Jim Brown. Those of you who don't know him, he okay. is the second highest. James Brown. Uh, <laughs> different. Uh, <laughs> he is the second highest all time ru- rushing in the NFL. Cool. Um, yeah, he's very notable. He's acted in many movies. Um, yeah, he plays Fireball. And a correction, Laughlin was actually the black friend, not the white friend. The white friend has a name called Harold Weiss, which fits him appropriately. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so the next category that they use is casting what ifs, which I only have one because it's on Wikipedia, uh, which was Christopher Reeve was once attached to play Ben Richards. Huh. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Here's what I would say. I love how every single fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger movie gives him a name like Ben Richards or John Wilson. To well, be clear, Ben Richards comes from the book. Well, so. nothing else does, so how, how the <laughs> fuck can I know that? I don't know. I'll tell you. But, uh, uh, like, what is it in Jingle All the Way? Uh, I don't I don't know. Turbo Man. <laughs> Definitely, but true. like it's always just like you know a good old American guy. Yeah, I- I'm looking at his IMDb page. Uh, he has Jack Slater in the last <laughs> action hero. Oh yeah. Um, man. God, we gotta watch the last it, action it, hero. You know the thing is, in his later films, like more in the past decade or so, he plays these over the top action heroes that it gets a little um, crazy. Um, the sixth day, it's Adam Gibson. In True Lies, it's Harry Tasker. <laughs> yeah, which is Harry real, Tasker's a real good one. Um, man, I mean, Terminator is T eight hundred. Yeah, Terminator is a special case. Man, I'm trying to buy time to bring up Jingle All the Way. It's fine. What we, year did it come out? It was in the nineties. I want to say ninety three or four. Uh, it, it doesn't matter, but that's one of my favorite things about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, Howard Langsley. Howard, uh, yeah. Do you think <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger looks like Langston. How, Howard Langston? Yeah, uh, definitely not. <laughs> Howard Langston sounds like one of the rich people from The Hunger Games. Yeah. 
Uh, so our next category is half-ass oh. internet research, Ooh. which we are going to call Noah's Internet Corner. Uh, I, but I did have one for cast replacement, though. <laughs> what? Jimmy. Chuck Norris says bearded Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> mm. That'd be good. Uh, so on Wikipedia, they've got a couple cool, interesting things. It was originally supposed to be directed by Andrew Davis. He was hired but fired after two weeks because the production was by that time behind schedule by one week. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Seems like a great investment. Uh, I definitely saw somewhere else where... Uh, oh, yeah. I'll have to get to that other article. Um, My HACF internet research is... Uh, Ben Richards is also the name of a British tel- television actor. Wow, I don't uh, care. <laughs> that's why it's half-assed. <laughs> uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger has stated this was a terrible decision to hire the director Glacier because he shot the movie like it was a television show, losing all the deeper themes and believes this hurt the film, Ooh. which is 100% correct. Because the book has like actual deep themes and like yeah. actually... like pulls on your heartstrings and like gets you into this world and like puts the world like in a way where you see how it's your world too, even though it's a dystopian future where like mm. this world, the only thing that I connect with is the game show bit that we talked about earlier. So yeah. like, um, yeah, I think that's a very good, uh, observation from Mr. Schwarzenegger. Uh, so pop star Paula Abdul choreographed the pre-show dance sequence. <laughs> oh, wow. Cool which was the four-minute dance sequence that I'm like, why is this in this movie? <laughs> yeah. Is this a Bollywood movie? Amazing. That's pretty good. Um, There's the half-ass internet research I have right now until someone wants to talk about something else. For no, a I think we put a half an ass in it. I think we did a good job. Is it ratings time? No. No, no, no. Um, we, got, we, we, we got some more stuff kicking on here. There's, there's more categories we can get through. Uh, we talked about Apex Mountain already. Um... We have unanswerable questions. Uh, we went through a lot of these as we were talking. Deep fakes. Oh, there was a deep fake. Oh, yeah, there was yeah. an interesting shot where they like deep faked the like last fight to make it seem like Arnold Schwarzenegger died, even though he didn't die. Which that so that is an un- unanswerable question in my ass. Okay, so you have Arnold Schwarzenegger. He kills the last guy with a flamethrower, right? And then he just disappears. Like, how do you not know where this fight, where do you, how do you not know where this guy goes? Like, he ends up at this secret underground layer, like, like, network layer where they, like, can hijack the internet, the TV screen. And I'm like, how did he get here? Like, what, yeah. what, what, like, did he take a car? Did he walk? Like, how close is this thing to this, like, destructive arena? Like, is it's it walking distance? Yeah, it's unclear because you you'd think they're in some uh, enclosed area, um, like a big set. You know, maybe it's like fifty acres. Uh, but then there's just not cameras where they get into the death match with uh, fireball, which is like, wait, how how do the cameras not keep up with them now? Like, how does this whole game show work? So, like, you're in the studio, right? You get put into this roller coaster, which sends you to your first arena. Which the first arena was an ice hockey rink. Okay. Then the ice hockey rink is over. He goes into like some sort of like, I don't know. He goes somewhere and then ends up in like just some dystopian graveyard of buildings. And that's where he fights everyone else. But it's very unclear. Like, is he going from, there's four stages. How are they controlling the four stages? Like what's going, like the whole show doesn't make any sense. This is where they could have gone from like a clean hundred minutes to very easily like two ten to two thirty. Like even the like inner monologues and talking to like the the contestants in between the scenes, where it's like learning about their families, right? And you go like in the background and say like, okay, this is like what I used to be and what I could have been. Sure, you lose all that because they just focus on the chopping. Yeah, I don't. I, this is the most unclear to me. Whereas like the book makes it very clear you are go anywhere you want it is not a stage thing but then you lose the bit to the game shows so like does the book do any more like world development like do you learn about what else is going on in the world um you do get a little bit you i mean you, you definitely feel like the world is real like okay you get a lot more of like this guy's down on his luck and sure like, you yeah, get yeah, a little, yeah. you, and you like 
as this guy is escaping, you learn way more about the world. Like it's not just like him fighting for American gladiators. Sure. Yeah. There's a lot more going on there. So like there's actually like a remake happening, I think, at some point. So Ooh. maybe it'll actually come maybe out. Sarah Silverman will play Amber Mendez. Anything is possible. I have uh like Lord knows Hollywood <laughs> loves to cast white people as Latinos. I have an, <laughs> I have some minutiae that we we skipped over. Hit it. There was at some point somebody's baby was named Pepsi. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. That and big. that baby was a criminal, I think. Oh yeah, they were going through like all it's like baby face <laughs> or something. Yeah, they're they're going through like convicts on the screen. It was um, Pepsi Babyface Connor. Yeah, because they want to choose people to come into the game show. But what's funny about that convict, it's a literal baby. It's not just a name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, which is great. another quick hot hot take just to keep them fast. Um we have governor versus governor deathmatch in here. Uh, Governor Jesse Ventura yep. of Minnesota versus Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger in California. Uh, it, it's a rarity, but we get it. Yeah, it was a deep fake. It was, but we also get a reference to Celebrity Deathmatch, probably circa 2000 or so, in the Governor fight off. Hmm. Uh, we've got one last question, then we'll get to ratings, Kay. and we can wrap up. Uh, who won the movie? Do you, do you think it's Arnold? Arnold won the movie. It certainly wasn't the viewers. <laughs> but um, uh, does the world win now that like this game show is permanently closed? No, this is quality <laughs> entertainment that Arnold Schwarzenegger ruined. I'm gonna go with someone who won in the '80s but loses today. Um, Amber Mendez wins in the '80s because she goes from potentially being raped and killed to getting the big hunky guy into some nice place. Loses today because. Amber, step up. Like, don't be put in that position. Run away. Okay. That's my take. Um, As a backtrack, you were supposed to look up if that was her Apex Mountain. Was that her Apex Mountain? Um, Kind of. So I I, I did look it up. She won uh, Miss World in the 70s. Oh. Right? So, which is pretty good. She also was in the starring role in other, I'd say, of equal caliber films. Such as? Um, it, 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 you don't need to look it up. I think it, like Predator 2 she might have been. Okay. Or in Predator 2. Sure. Like, yeah, again, similar like, caliber. S- similar shtick. Um, so I, I think we'd have to really ask her, is being Miss World better than being a Hollywood Well, I think celebrity? that Apex Mountain wouldn't include like non-movie roles. Like it's Apex of your like movie star career. Oh. Then I'd say pretty close. Yeah, yeah. Like well, mid eighties, you're saying after mid eight like mid eighties, it's like she's done. Um, she still acts, but yeah, I, I think this is near her peak. So let's say yes. All right. Uh I can't tell if she, do you think she won the movie? Cause she, well, she didn't really give a fuck before. Yeah. So no, now Ar- can Arnold she won. Arnold is the protagonist. Arnold won. What about the nerds in the television studio? Do they win? No. <laughs> They're nerds. <laughs> All right. I mean, if we're really going to play it, the old woman motherfucker, she literally <laughs> won. Whoever bet on Ben Richards won. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. Uh, let's do ratings. What do you got, Brian? I'm fl- I think I'm going to have to put it in the bottom of the top. Like, it's just a fun action movie. Like, it's very stupid. And this is fun to watch with people. There's a lot of movies that we do like that. Yep. So, it's great. Uh, Max, what do you got for us? Mill third, bottom of the middle. It was entertaining, but I think there are similar style movies that are better. Uh, Uh, Side note, watch Last Action Hero, and Demolition Man does everything this movie does, but better. No, what do you got? Same ratings, Max. Uh, Middle third, bottom of the middle. Um, The reason why it's middle, like, it, it is very fun to watch like it's it's easy it's good uh but bottom of the middle for the reasons we mentioned like there's a lot of context that can make this movie very easily a top or even top of the top but they decided to make this um some schlock instead of something more memorable and for those reasons it's bottom of the middle so i've got i kind of got two ratings here which will average out but i think it's a top third to watch with a group of friends and for a podcast and it's like a bottom third to watch by yourself so it's going to average out a bottom third for like watching it by yourself and comparing it to the book. So it's going to average out to a middle third. 
Uh, so that's where I'm going to leave it. I think that like the book has real themes and real depth, and it's real disappointing that this movie exists with the name of the book on it. And then the top third for the podcast was real fun talking about it. It's fucking ridiculous. And I love talking about how ridiculous this movie is. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to it. So that's why it's in the middle. Yeah. Um, I guess that's it for us this week. Uh, we'll be back to our regular scheduled reality show soon. Uh, probably this week even. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. But you can email us at whobitthesign at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at whobitthesign. You can find us on Facebook.com slash whobitthesign. Google Duo us at whobitthesign. Google Allo us at whobitthesign. And Google Meet us. Google Hangouts us at whobitthesign. Hey, XX69. Max, you need to uh, make all those accounts now. Who says that? Who's to say it happened? Should I do a with and without mask mic check? Do you think it makes a difference? I think it definitely makes a difference. Yeah. I'm definitely going to sound way more muffled. Okay. Uh, that's actually interesting. Let's see how it sounds through the microphone. Mm-hmm.